This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 40 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WSB in Kansas City. As you know, I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. I've been on the radio now for 30 years here in the Kansas City area, the last 20 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and I love doing this show with you because we talk about your mind, your attitude, your focus. We talk about success and failure, sportsmanship, relationships in the world of sports, how fans react, how coaches react, how players react, how do officials react. The purpose of this show is to help you reach your potential, whatever that might be. And as you know, I'm a co-author of a book called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming Hall of Fame Coach Pete Malone. And throughout my career, the 41 years I've been in practice, I've had the privilege to meet a lot of interesting people in the world of sports, a lot of great people. And it's been fun interviewing a lot of these people because throughout my career, one of the things I found is there's something about an athlete who makes it to the top that separates him or her from everybody else. Part of it is physical, obviously skills and abilities, but also mental abilities and talents. And during my career, I've worked, as you know, with the Olympic team, with professional athletes, with college athletes, high school athletes, all kinds of athletes at all kinds of levels. And one of the things that I've always been interested in is what's the difference between somebody who makes it to the top and somebody who liked to get there but has trouble getting there. So today we're going to have a great show because I've got with me two young men who are pretty good at what they do. Harrison Butker, as you know, is the field goal kicker, place kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tommy Townsend, who's the punter for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been kind enough to join us today and come on the show. And we're going to talk about their skills, how they got here, and the mental side of what they do, because they're both very proficient and obviously very successful at it. So, guys, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Dr. Jacobs. You know, let's, let's, let, me, let me just ask you both this question right off the bat. Did you guys have dreams of being in the NFL? Tommy, let's start with you. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel like that's you know always uh, always you know kids' dreams, especially at you know the high school and pee wee level, and um, obviously when you get to college and you start playing in college, that's something you you, you know you definitely want to strive for and achieve. Um, but uh, you know, I feel like a big question is you know how attainable is it, and that's like that was one of the things that I always thought about in college is uh, how attainable is this goal. Um, and I feel like something that that's something that you you know you shouldn't worry about or you know shouldn't think about too often it's just all about just putting in the work and um you know taking the steps to get to you know progress and get to the next level you know as you know yeah as hard as you can just do what you got to do to get here harrison what about you um well it's interesting i mean i didn't really grow up a, a football fan i didn't watch much football I had a, my best friend was an auburn football fan so i watched a lot of auburn college football and then my dad was a falcons fan so i have early memories of watching the falcons but my first love was soccer, and I also played basketball. I really only started playing football 
um, because I went to a small school. Basically, all the guys in my grade played football, and it was kind of a social thing. But then I slowly just fell in love with it, and I went to a kicking camp, and they basically said, you know, hey, you, you probably have a shot to play in college, and that's when I started to take it um, even more seriously and wanted to basically pursue it over my interest in soccer and junior, senior year of high school, I took it very serious and was able to get a college scholarship. And then that's when I started thinking about, hey, man, I'd love to do this for, for a living and play in the NFL. And then thankfully that, that dream came true. But I probably didn't have that dream until later in my college career. Tommy, what about you? Was it was it that something that popped up at some point? Well, I can kick the ball pretty far. Maybe I've got a chance to do something with this. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you of- do kick the ball far. Both of you do. <laughs> try to, try to. Uh, but uh but yeah that like i said that's something that was kind of like always in the back of my mind that like uh that i saw myself doing and you know really wanted to do um and uh you know i i had great mentors especially going to uh like the kicking camps and showcases and stuff like that uh one of the first professionals that you know i was introduced to was thomas morstead the punter for the saints and uh so i've always been a big fan of his and um i've always been you know just trying to just chase and like obtain what he's been able to do i've got dms uh on my phone on twitter back from back from high school when i remember i hit like my first like 5-0 or something like that and i texted him like a like a screen or messaged him like a screenshot of it and i was just kind of like oh like coming after you coming after you um and uh and, and he was awesome like getting back to me supporting me and always encouraging me to you know keep going and stuff like that so um so I'd always give him updates of you know how I was progressing and uh and like I said he was just always encouraging so um you know I I I think it's good if um if you kind of like if you kind of find somebody that's um you know that you really enjoy watching and you know yeah you just you you really like as an athlete and admire as a professional and um and you know really chase them and try and you know you know obtain what they have what about you, Harrison? Was that something that was there somebody along the way that really inspired you? Um, well, like I said in high school, just watching the Falcons, I looked up to Matt Bryant. You know, just he was a clutch kicker for for the Falcons, and actually got to play. Well, he was hurt, and I think it was the preseason of twenty eighteen, but got to shake his hand and talk with him uh, after the game. In college, you know, I, I loved watching Justin Tucker. He was kind of the the young guy coming out. I remember the. It was in 2015. He hit the 2015 or 2016. He hit the 61 yarder, I think, uh, for the game winner. And I, that might have been over Thanksgiving. I don't know if it was over Thanksgiving, but I really admired him, the leg strength that he had. And then also, it's funny, Graham Gano, I remember uh, really admiring his leg strength and how he struck the ball. And then I got to be with him during training camp in 2017 with the Carolina Panthers. And then also just Vinatieri, because he had played for so many years. I, I never watched any of those clutch kicks in the Super Bowl. I was too young, or maybe not even born. But you know, you you always hear just about how Vinatieri is still playing at such a high level, even when he was into his 40s, and now he's retired and probably going to be in the Hall of Fame soon. But those were kind of the top guys uh, I looked up to. You know, watching on TV when I was in college. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. My guests today are Tommy Townsend and Harrison Bucker. You know who they are. They're the kickers for the Kansas City Chiefs. And we're talking about how they got into kicking. And we're going to explore throughout the show the mental side of kicking and, and focus and motivation, concentration, visualization, things like this. These are things that I think they both use quite a bit because they're obviously very successful at it. And so let me let me ask you this question, Tommy. So you, you've made it to the NFL. You're in your second year now. What's it like for you? How do you feel about it? Uh. That's an interesting question. I don't well, know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you <laughs> yeah. some interesting questions. Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I could I could go a million different ways with this. Um, 
I mean, I guess like first off, I mean, it's just it's so exciting to have the opportunity just to be, you know, have one of one of 32 jobs in the world. I mean, that's that's something that's just always a super cool feeling. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's not comforting <laughs> because there's, you know, hundreds of people that, you know, are, you know, working hard every single day trying to be in the position that I am. So, um, yeah, you just kind of have to add, have, you know, a little bit of an edge to yourself and, um you know, not really get comfortable. And that's something I learned very quick last year is just not getting comfortable. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, I'm just, yeah, just, yeah, very fortunate and, you know, blessed to be in the position that I'm in and just, you know, like I said, I just got to keep an edge to myself and, uh, just keep grinding, grinding through it. Harrison, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? Well, like Tommy said, it's a blessing, you know, I'm going on year five. It wasn't until probably towards the end of my senior year of college that I even, thought that I had a, a decent chance of playing in the NFL. You know, I was not really having great stats in college, but I was thinking, oh, I think I had the talent for it. But you never really know, and it didn't come till probably the NFL Combine where I kind of convinced myself that, hey, I think I am good enough for this. And then you get that opportunity. For me, it was Monday Night Football 2017 against the Redkin, Redskins, where I, well, Washington football team, where I performed. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful about what you say there. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, where I performed at a high level and – prove to myself that I'm, I'm good enough to do this. Now I have to maintain that. And I started to focus on my routine and how could I be consistent with how I attack every practice and every game and fast forward. And I'm on, I'm on fifth year. And also, like Tommy said, you know, there's I'm one of 32 kickers in the NFL and there are tons of guys with the same amount of leg strength as me, probably, you know, better technique, but for whatever reason, and it, it probably is the mental side of kicking you know i'm in this position and i'm able to uh thankfully succeed in it but there are so many people that are very talented that are knocking at the door trying to take my position and you have to always be hungry to get better and improve and and stay sharp both physically and mentally now we're going to go to our first break here and when we come back i want to talk about that because i always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same but the one with a stronger mind will be the one who'll come out on top and obviously you both have very strong minds because you're very successful at us we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the mental side of kicking how important that is when we come back from our first break. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, joined by Tommy Townsend and Harrison Bucker. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. You know, these shows are podcasted all over. You go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can find them under the podcast tab. They're also podcasted on all the main apps around the country. And my shows are also on Twitter at, at DRJ Sports Psych. And today, I'm fortunate to have two great guys in the studio talking with me today, Harrison Bucker, the place kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tommy Townsend, the punter for the Kansas City Chiefs, both of whom have been doing quite well in their in their expertise in their field. And we've been talking about how they got involved in kicking a little bit, but now we're going to talk about the mental side um, because obviously they're both very successful at this. So, Harrison, let's start with you. What's When we talk about the mental side of kicking, you referred to it before we went to the break. What What is that about? Because for younger kickers, younger kids who are listening to this show, because I know a lot of high school athletes listen to this show as well as college athletes, Tell us a little bit about that part of it for you and where that fits in with what you do. Well, I think I've been able to succeed when there's pressure, the game's on the line, or you got to make this kick or potentially you get cut or whatever, and performing. And I always kind of wonder why is that. And later in my career, you know, now I've kind of 
figure out what works for me. But I really think you can't think about that end result. You can't think about what happens if I miss this kick or I wonder what, what's going to happen if I do make this kick. What awards am I going to get? You know, what are the coaches and teammates and media? What's everybody going to say? I think from an early age, starting all the way back in high school, I was able to just focus on the things that I could control, focus on my technique, try to block everything else um, out, and just perform well. And I think a, a lot of kickers, and obviously this goes into every sport position uh, you could be in, but just focusing on the end result is, is never going to give you the best probability of succeeding and doing your job at a high level. So just focusing on those little things. I have a couple of cues I go through and just trying to keep it simple and block out all the distractions. Tommy, what about you? Because the, the mental aspect of what you guys do, I've worked with athletes so many sports, and you guys are specialists, just like the closer in baseball or the goalie in, in hockey or soccer or you know the, the tennis player has to hit the winning serve at the end of the match or the golfer that has to sink that five-foot putt to win the, win the tournament. What about for you? What about the, the mental aspect as far as your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, uh, yeah, just kind of like the mental aspect of the game is, well, I guess there's really no last piece of the puzzle, um, you know, with what we're doing. We're always working to, you know, improve and, um, yeah, just build and get better. But uh, I definitely say it's it's one of the last pieces of the puzzle. Um, okay, definitely. Why, why do you say the last piece? Go so, so yeah, I was, I was about to say, uh, so, so early on in, in my career, especially getting into kicking, um, I feel like I, you know, relied heavily on just pure talent alone, uh, just, uh, yeah, pure talent and leg strength alone. And, um, I feel like I really relied on that just getting into college. And then, you know, when college came around, I, you know, I kind of started piecing things together saying like, uh, figuring out that, you know, I was getting a lot better, a lot stronger. My leg was getting a lot stronger. Um, you know, when I was really attacking, you know, like the physical side of the game and really working out hard, um, and, you know, once again, that can only take you so far. And people have been saying for a long time that, you know, the NFL is just a lot, it's a lot more mental than college, um, takes a lot more mental strength and just knowledge of the game. Um, and, you know, I, f- I feel like that's something that I just, as of recently, have been working on. And, uh, and yeah, I guess like similar to like the physical aspect, you know, you have to work hard on the field, you have to work hard off the field, uh, physically, but, um, I didn't. I wasn't really working very hard on my mental game until as of recently, and um, and obviously that's just you know it's such a huge component to the game. So uh, yeah, that's something I'm excited to keep working on and building towards, and um, and seeing how it can help you know keep help improving my game. Yeah, you guys are are play positions that when you're on the field, everybody's looking at you. Okay, if you're if you're the right tackle, unless you get called for holding or jumping off sides or something, you know nobody's really going to notice you're out there. Right, you guys are both in the spotlight when you come out, so that's a lot of pressure. So, how do you guys handle it, Harrison? Let's start with you on that. I think the same thing I said earlier about not thinking about the end result. I'm focused on the little things. One thing I always say is that every kick's a big kick. So, no matter if it's a warm up kick before the game off the sticks or a full operation kick to win the game, those are both big kicks. And if I treat every kick the same, well, I have about a hundred kicks throughout the week, you know, all those warm up kicks. And then I might have three or four kicks in a game, but I have this so many data points of big kicks that when I get to those few opportunities that I do get that, that really matter, everybody's watching and thinking, wow, this is so much pressure. Well, I've been there before and I've done that so many times. So I, I treat warm up, uh, practice, 
like those are big kicks that I'm going to get in the game. So then it's just a smooth transition going into the game. Give me your – Harrison, let's stick with you for a second. Give me your your perspective on the difference between success a successful kick and, and a failed kick. I, and I don't mean from missing missing a field goal or, or a, kicking a ball out of bounds on a kickoff, but what would be your perspective on a successful versus a, a failed kick from, from your mindset? Well, like you said, the obvious answer for most people, did it go in or not? Well, that, that's not how I look at it. I mean, I, I use the term a good – like was it a good miss a lot of times. If I go out there with my same mental approach – I, I trust what I've been doing technique-wise, and I hit the ball right where I'm wanting to hit it, and the wind moves it, or, or something weird happens, I slip, whatever it may be. Or I just, my brain loses my concentration and something funky happens. It's still not necessarily a, a failure in my mind. A, a failure, and, and this can happen a lot of times, you get out there and you get nervous, and then you completely change your mental routine, you completely change uh, your technique. Say the whole warm-up, you were saying, oh, I want to aim, you know, just right of the middle of the upright if there's wind or something. You go out there, and then you immediately change your aiming point, and you just kind of throw everything out the window because you get nervous and scared. Well, then that's a complete failure. You're not able to learn from that. I think you've got to go in with a plan, stick with that plan, and then if it doesn't work out, then maybe make some tweaks. Uh, but that's kind of how I would say a successful or a failed kick. If I go in there and I stick to the plan, and it doesn't work out and I miss the kick, that's not necessarily a failure. And for anything, I can learn from it, and then I can move on, and then it can turn into a, a made kick for the next one, hopefully. Tommy, what about you? Yeah, I was about to say, that's. I think that's a great way to put it, and that's. Um, I, I, I kind of look at it a similar way with, um, you know, with, with punting. It's the same thing as if uh, – yeah, if, if Harrison puts a great hit on a ball, but it just doesn't go in, but it's the exact same thing as me. If I, you know, I'm in the pooch territory and I hit a great ball with good hang time and it's in a great location, lands on a good yard line, but I just don't get the bounce and it, you know, shoots forward. Um, it's still a great hit, but it's, you know, unfortunately just bounces, just bounces in the end zone. It's just one of those, it's just one of those things. Um, but, you know, it could also go the same thing, you know, with, with mishits. You know, sometimes you just get the bounce and it goes forward. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Joining me today are Tommy Townsend and Harrison Bucker, the planner and place kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. We're having a great stimulating conversation here about how they do what they do because they're pretty darn good at what they do. And we're going to continue this conversation after the break. We're going to talk about visualization. We're going to talk about getting prepared to go out on the field and play because I think for anybody who plays a sport, visualization has now become something that's very important. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. As you know, I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports, and today we're having a great interview with two really neat guys, Tommy Townsend, the punter for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Harrison Bucker, the place kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've both been performing quite well and doing a great job as the team has been moving along in the season. And one of the things I wanted to ask them about today is, is if you listen to this show, you know I've talked forever, and I mean forever because I'm old. I've been my 41st year doing this about visualization. When I first started getting into sports psychology in grad school in the 1970s, I'm like, what the heck? Visual, visualization? What's that? You know, I mean, like nobody had ever really heard of that before. And uh, Dr. Robert Nidefer, who I trained under in, in the California School of Professional Psychology, taught us about visualization. So I started working with athletes on that. And what I found out was that when an athlete 
you know, you know, like I said earlier, you can have two athletes who are physically the same. They want the stronger model come out on top. Well, part of that, to me, is about visualizing, seeing yourself doing what you want to do before you do it. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. I have exercises that that I've worked with athletes on, where you work on breathing and muscle tightening and loosening and confidence building and visualizing. But what I found is throughout throughout the history of sports, athletes have talked about visualizing without using actually that word. So. Harrison, let's talk, start with you. Do you utilize visualization in what you do, and, and how do you do that? Definitely. It's something I've started to utilize kind of halfway through last season, and it's really helped me. So as a kicker, kind of like a pitcher, you, you need to have a kick count because if you just keep kicking like you're a basketball player working on your free throw, eventually you're going to hurt yourself, whether it's your groin or your hip. I mean, you see that all the time with, with kickers just having – overuse injuries we're not contact athletes so we we know how many reps we need to do but sometimes our bodies don't hold up or we just go past the the rep count so i've been able to use visualization to kind of see myself doing this physical activity of kicking the football without actually doing it and it's been great for me i think i get a lot of confidence so not only am i getting more reps throughout the week but then before the game going out there early just visualizing myself making kicks left right hash middle short kicks all the way back to deep kicks going through my kickoffs that that just almost gives me a a ton of confidence of making kicks from all the different scenarios I'll potentially get in the game uh, before I actually even start kicking the ball and then once the game begins I start I I utilize it throughout the game when we switch from quarter to quarter at, at halftime just as often as I can getting on the field and visualizing myself in the big moment because every kick's a big kick seeing that ball go through the uprights and going through all my different uh, physical and and mental cues that I do before uh, every kick. I know for the the, uh, 12 years I worked with a former Chiefs kicker and Jets kicker, Nick Lowry, we we worked on that a lot back in the 80s and 90s, and he always said that that made a big difference for him in terms of seeing the kick before he kicked it, so it was already in his mind what he wanted to do. Is that part of how you do that? Definitely. There's been kicks throughout my career where, it just feels very rushed. I run out there. I don't really ever kind of address the uprights and, and visualize myself kicking it and performing well and succeeding and focusing on things I need to focus on. Sometimes when I just run out there and it just happens really fast, I'm not able to kind of calm myself and, and just make it really simple, visualize that ball going through, and then uh, maximizing on that and, and, and doing it. So I definitely feel like I'm a better kicker what I can visualize before the kick actually occurs. And doesn't that, that's part of your, your pregame routine, I'm, I'm assuming as well, right, in terms of seeing yourself in all these situations so when you go out there you've already been there in your mind? Yep, yeah, you know, every game. And then I started actually doing it for, for practices. So I'm treating practices like games, like I've said before, and that's just helped a ton. Tommy, what about you? Because I know, you know, like we said, you guys, you, may, you had a game earlier this year where you, you didn't even walk on the field to, to punt a ball. And I know that that probably had to be frustrating for you, but neither you or the Philadelphia punter punted in that game, correct? Yeah, that's uh, that's just one of those rare occasions where yeah, both teams just don't punt. Happens occasionally where one team doesn't uh, you know, doesn't punt, but uh, but I guess there's also games like last game and a few games before that um, you know, you only have one punt. I guess given last week I had a fake, so that t- that takes away one of the one of the one of the uh, one of the punts. But yes, um, but you all, you also are, I, th- I believe you're leading the league in pa- passing percentage, right? One for one. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, I haven't checked that stat yet. But from a visualization perspective, let's talk about that. But yeah, what, what, yeah, like Harrison's been saying, visualization is just it's absolutely huge. Um, especially walking the field, uh, you know, before games, um, 
you know, just being able to go back out there, you know, when, when punt team's called and you run back out on the field for, you know, during the game and you're standing in a spot that you were standing pregame and, um, you know, you, you already visualize the punt and you, um, so I, I, I have, I have a really weird way of visualizing. I can almost like, w- like while I'm in the process of visualizing, I see the ball in my hand and I can almost just kind of like feel what it feels like to, to just to drop the ball out of my hand and in my mind, like I can, I can picture and, and visualize the feeling of, you know, making really good contact with the ball and just flushing a ball and then looking up and seeing the ball fly through the air. Um, and that, that's something I really didn't do up until recently. Um, and, uh, and kind of got it a little bit from our, like from, uh, my golf game. I play a lot of golf and, uh, and yeah, that's something I do before every single shot. I'll step behind the ball and I'll, I'll visualize the shot and step up and, um, and, uh, and, and yeah, just swing. And, and that's been a swing thought lately is, uh, is just hit the ball, just hit the ball, just step up and don't take practice, don't take a practice swing. Just, um, like I said, it translated, translated from golf, actually, just, uh, just stepping up to the ball. I found I hit better shots when I just stepped right up to the ball and swung, um, you know, instead of sitting there taking a practice swing. But, uh, but yeah, that's something I'd, I'd transferred over, but yeah, like, like I've been reiterating for the past five minutes, yeah, vi- visualization has been huge and it's been a great tool. Um, and it's something I wish that I would have, you know, started earlier. Well, the fact you're using it now is great because I think it's showing. So let me ask you guys this question. Pressure. You you guys are probably in the most pressure packed position in sports. Okay, being out there and kicking a ball. You know, here in Kansas City, you got seventy eight thousand people at the stadium. Everybody's watching you. Are you thinking about that? Are you, you guys? Let's start with you, Tom. Are you thinking about the pressure, or are you just trying to focus on executing what you're doing? Uh, well, I feel like there's always a level of pressure um, in certain kicks. Uh, luckily, I will say one thing that I that I've been fortunate to not really notice throughout my career is, uh, is crowds. That's something that I haven't really noticed. Um, and playing in the SEC, you've kind of seen, you know, the biggest of crowds, the craziest of, um, and, and excuse me, and the smallest at my alma mater. Though, right? <laughs> the smallest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, but honestly that those are, those are, uh, games where I noticed it the most. I'm almost out of my element at the smaller games, especially last year when, when there were empty stadiums and half, half filled, uh, half filled stadiums. It was, it was, uh, it was just really weird and just kind of off putting. Um, and that's something I didn't really know how to react to it. It felt like the games almost felt like, you know, a scrimmage, but at the same time they weren't a scrimmage. So it was just kind of confusing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and, and excuse me. And, and for both of you, we got a couple minutes left in this segment before we got to go to our next break, but, Coming back from that last year, of course, it was your first year in the league. You're you're punting. There's nobody there, and you're playing down in, in Gainesville. Well, mm-hmm. there's you know how many people is that? Eighty thousand people yeah, there? Yeah, like ninety, ninety one, okay. ninety two. Then you're coming here. There's nobody. What, what was that, Harrison? Quickly, let's start with you. What was that like for you last year? Virtually nobody in the stands at some games. Yeah, it was actually kind of tough. I agree with Tommy that when you're in a stadium where there's not a lot of fans, you're kind of out of your element. I always feel like I performed my best at big games. So the whole week you're you're just thinking about this is a big game. I need to prepare like it. So you're preparing like it the whole week. Then when you get to the game, you see the crowd, you see the noise. And if I got a big kick coming up or any kick really, it's what do I need to do to be successful on this kick? And then I go into my focus on the small things I can control. So when there's not a lot of fans out there, like Tommy was saying, it's like, is this a scrimmage? We'll, we'll know. I mean, this matters a ton. Um, but I, I just feel like I performed better when it was a packed out stadium because then I could calm myself down rather than when it's a, a scrimmage field. There's no one there. 
you almost are having to psych yourself up and convince yourself that every kick is a big kick, which I try to do, but it's obviously a lot easier when it's a packed out stadium and, you know, it's, it's a big kick and you can prepare like it. Well, we come back from our last break here. I, I, I want to talk about – I talk about preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence as the keys to success, and I want to talk to you guys about that and just just what it's like to be in the roles you guys are in because you guys are, are very good at what you do. You're two of the very best there are, there are at what you do, and you're also one of 32 people doing what you do, which makes it a sort of unique situation. So I want to just talk about the human element involved with that because you guys are human beings. You have feelings. You have emotions. I mean – You've got families. You've got people that care about you. You've got to deal with that off the field as well. So I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. having a great interview this morning with Harrison Bucker and Tommy Townsend of the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're having a great interview this morning with Kansas City Chiefs place kicker Harrison Bucker and punter Tommy Townsend. Hope you've enjoyed the show. You know, our shows are podcasted. Listen, if you've got young athletes, not necessarily football players, just young athletes, this is a great interview for young kids to listen to because I think these gentlemen are really sharing some personal stories about how they've, they've become as successful as they are and how they do it. And they're two of the best at what they do, let's face it. And they're also, you know, one of 32 in each of their positions. So very, very unique situation. My producer, Blake, wants to jump in with a question. Blake, go ahead. Yeah, so this is going to be directed for both you guys, both Harrison and Tommy, and, and I think I want to start with Tommy first. Um, a lot of people look at the positions of kicker and punter, and they think that they're singular positions. And I think anybody who's played football understands that there's actually a, a relationship between kickers, punters, and long snappers. And not a lot of people give enough credit to James as well. You guys, especially when you guys are all together on the field at the same time for field goals, it's a three-person trio. I mean, you guys, it's a, it's a, a well-oiled machine because if not, things can go severely wrong. So what's the relationship like between the three of you guys? And, and maybe, you know, Tommy, how has Harrison helped you um, not only just from being in that scenario but also just as a kicker in general? Yeah, like you said, I mean, we obviously have a, a, a great group of specialists, and James and Harrison are, um, you know, very well-versed uh, veterans, um, you know, super knowledgeable about about the game and uh, and just, yeah, just every aspect of it, the mental, physical um, side of the game. So that was, you know, I think that was a really great advantage, you know, me coming into the league, you know, having access to those guys um, and just kind of like learning and uh, just being able to sit back and watch and, like I said, just learn from them. Um but uh, but yeah, we put we put a lot of work into uh, to, to the unit. We put a lot of hours in, a lot of reps in. Um, so uh, you, you know, we try and just make it as efficient as possible, and um, you know, you know, put all the work in so that um, you know, it's just all muscle memory at the you know at the point when it, when it comes to game time. And Harrison, for you, you know, obviously, it, trust is a big factor when it comes to field goals, whether it comes from James or whether it comes from Tommy. He's got to hold the ball. What's it been like for you working with those two? Obviously, you and James have been working together now for for quite a few years, but uh, bringing Tommy into the mix last year, you know, kind of what's it been like for you guys, and not only helping him, but just making sure your guys' squad is such a well-oiled machine, and and does that translate off the field at all? Well, I mean, yeah, we spent a ton of time together, a ton of hours. Uh, kicking together and then on film, so you you got to have a great relationship, all, all three guys. So as a field goal kicker, James, the long snapper, is the first part of the operation. Then Tommy holding the ball and then me kicking it. Whereas 
for a punter, you know, it's just more direct Tommy and James. So the more efficient James's snap is for Tommy, the easier Tommy's job. And then for me, I have the added element. But, you know, if James has a perfect location, 12 laces, so Tommy doesn't have to turn the laces at all, that makes Tommy's job easier than if Tommy hits the spot and does the right lean and laces are the right direction, and that makes my job super easy. So, you know, they've done a fabulous job all season, and last year was great as well. They take it very seriously, and, you know, I'm very grateful for that because a lot of fans, a lot of even people that, that judge uh, specialists, I guess, for the long snappers, as long as the holder can catch it and it's not on the ground, in their mind that's a good snap, and then as long as the holder puts the ball on the ground, that's a good hold. But I'm able to kind of uh, – hold them to a higher standard not that i need to because they hold themselves to a super high standard i'm just very grateful for that because it would be so easy for them to say well i got the ball back there it doesn't matter where the laces are tommy to say i got the ball down that's all that matters they really take a lot of pride in what they do and they make my job uh super easy and i'm very grateful for it and you got to have a great relationship with how much time you're going to be spending together you know, that, that leads me into the whole issue of self-confidence. And, and obviously you guys have to have a lot of that or you wouldn't be doing what you do. Um, and, and you're at the very pinnacle of what you do, both of you are. So, Tommy, let's start with you from a self-confidence. How do you build confidence in what you do and, and keep that at a, at a level high enough to, to continue it? Because let's face it, I don't care how good you are, going to have a bad kick once in a while. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able to bounce back from that, and we'll jump to Harrison with the same question. Yeah, I think I think a huge thing for me as far as building confidence, uh, I guess I'll start with uh, with on game days. I think a huge way that I build confidence is is during my pregame warm up, and uh, and I just get out and you know just try and just absolute just groove balls. Um, but uh, but that's something I kind of get into trouble in also because I'll I'll start over kicking, I'll start just absolutely bombing the ball pregame, and next thing I know, I'm just absolutely i've i've hit you know 50 punts pregame and then i'm exhausted you know by the time the game starts so that's something i've been uh i've been working on is just uh you know just tur- turning my reps into uh you know quality over quantity um and not necessarily you know compete just sit there and compete against myself trying to beat my previous punt or beat uh the other punters punts um yeah just uh yeah, just trying to limit my reps and just make them very quality and um just be confident in the quality of the kicks not um you know not how many punts i blasted you know so uh so yeah it's 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 definitely transition to uh uh building confidence through the quality of the kicks Harrison what about you uh, I definitely agree the confidence you get more confidence as you kind of go on with the warm up but for me, it probably starts in the off season, just having a, a great off season of kicking and, and working out. And then once you get to the season throughout practice, building that confidence. And then no matter how big the stage is, you know, okay, well, I, I've, I've, I've done well in practice. I, I had a great off season. I'm going to go out in this game. Hopefully, you know, if you have a great warm up, well, you get to one big kick and you got this whole big body of work behind you. So no matter what happens in that kick, you miss it or whatever. For me, I just I move on to the next one. I'm not going to change anything. I stick with my plan, and I think that gives me um, a, lot, a lot of confidence and a high probability of success for that, for, that, for that next kick. But when I just think about how many data points I have before that one big kick that I might miss or make, who knows, I'm just trying to uh, you know, increase the probability of making that kick, and I do that by having great practices. Uh, leading up to that kick and having great warm-up kicks before the game. I'm going to ask each of you this question, and I just realized I haven't asked this in a long time on the air. Okay, so Tommy, we'll start with you. Do you have to be successful to be confident, or do you have to be confident to be successful? 
I feel like you have to be confident to be successful because if you're not confident, then you're just going to be super hesitant and just not trust in what you do. So, I mean, you may be successful to an extent, but you're not going to be as successful as you would be as if, you know, you're, you know, going into something fully confident. Um, I don't know. I'd say. I think that's, that's a great answer. Harrison, that. what do you, you, what are your, what's your, your opinion on that? Yeah, I think you definitely have to be, to be confident to go out there and succeed. However, just because you're you're nervous out there for a kick doesn't necessarily mean you're not confident. I guess if that makes sense, because I'll go out there sometimes and and I'll have these nervous thoughts or you know whatever it may be. Well, you are a human being, you know, Harrison. You exactly. are you're, you are going to have feelings out there. Exactly. So how do you fight that? And you fight that with thinking, you know, I've done this all my body of work. I'm going to focus on what I can control, and that's when you immediately you take away all that fear and you just focus on what you can control and making that kick. And a lot of times, good things happen with that. So I guess you have to do a good job of kind of xing out all those bad thoughts and and being confident. But for me, that confidence is focusing on those things that I can control, knowing that I put in the work for this moment, and whatever happens happens. And you know, like we were talking about earlier. If you put a good hit on the ball, you stick with your plan, doesn't go in, that doesn't mean it was a failure. And if anything, you probably learned some stuff going for the uh, the next kick that you hopefully get. I've got a baseball bat in my office uh, in, in a case that a Major League Baseball player gave me, and it, it says, control what you can control. The less I think, the better I am. What do you guys think about that before we wrap things up? Tommy, start with you. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's huge. I, f- I feel like a lot of people get into trouble when um, – you know, you're you're thinking about outside factors. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, the crowd and stuff like that. Um, just outside factors that don't affect what you're doing at all. You know, the only thing that the only thing that matters is, um, you know, when you step on step out on the field is, you know, for me, catching the snap and getting a good punt off. At the end of the day, those are the only things that that really matter. Not not any of the external factors. I know for a fact that, um, you know, if I go out and I I handle what, um, you know, what everything I prepared for and uh, and you know, carry it out. Then, um, then yeah, I can I can be I can be confident in uh, in the result. Harrison, your turn. Yeah, I love it. Control you can control. I think a lot of a lot of kickers, like I was talking about, that are very skilled, but for whatever reason, when they the names called upon, they play in the big NFL game and it just doesn't work out. You know, I feel like there's so many more distractions at an NFL game. So if you're used to kicking on a high school field in the off season, then you get to a big game. You know, there's stadium crowd, media, people on the sideline, there's wind, wind's different, the surface might be different, all, all different stuff that you could probably make an excuse about. But you got to go back to your training. What can you control? I can control my technique going into this ball. I can't worry about all the other million things that are just a big distraction that don't matter at all. Um, and I almost have to not be a robot, but I have to have tunnel vision and block out everything and just control what I can control. And, and if you miss it, you're not looking for a million different excuses. Figure out what it was. Boom, go on to the next kick. I want to thank you both for coming in this morning. This has been a fabulous interview, and I know a lot of people are going to gain a lot from this. Tommy Townsend, Harrison Bucker, Kansas City Chiefs place kicker and punter, thank you guys so much for being here. This has been a great interview, and thanks for sharing your knowledge and expertise. You guys have helped a lot of young kids out by what you've shared today. Thank you, guys. Of course. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. You know, you can follow me on Twitter at DRJSportsPsych. Our shows are podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Go on the podcast page. Get a lot of high school kids, young kids that listen to this. They'll learn a tremendous amount from what we heard today. Thanks for listening. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. 